Welcome to Center Ice, the Hockey Alberta podcast, home of all things hockey in this great province. Now here's your host, Kara Spady. Hey, it's Kara Spady and welcome to the Center Ice podcast. I hope everyone had a great summer. I can't believe that we're already ramping up for the next hockey season. I'd like to welcome with me today our special guest to the podcast to discuss what's happening at Hockey Alberta in the 2023-24 season. Hockey Alberta's Chief Executive Officer, Rob Latwinski. Hi, Kara. How are you doing? Good. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Love it. It's an annual tradition now for us. It's great. It is. I think this is the fifth time you've been on, and we could call you a fan favorite, so to speak. Definitely not a special guest anymore. We love having you on here because you're the best person to ask about what's coming up in Hockey Alberta's future here as we go forward in the season. But before we get into that, let's maybe reflect on the 22-23 season. And I think that was the first one where we got through clean without any COVID interruption, so to speak, in a few years. Can you reflect on last season a bit? Well, when you start with COVID, I'm not sure the reflection goes the right way, but you're correct. It was a, a clean season from that perspective. And I, I know even dating back to, I think, late August with the World Juniors was in summer, which is something different. That's important to us because we were able to have our volunteer leadership during that same time. So I remember that kicked off our season. We're up in Edmonton, we had the opportunity to, to have our volunteers as a thank you go to the World Junior Gold Medal Games. I remember that may never happen again. So that was a great start to the season in terms of how we really encourage our volunteers to, A, number one, thank them, but number two, uh, really look at what we're doing for the year and how we can help them. So that's kicked off the year. And then obviously the year, you know, went, went as fast as it always does. We were talking just before this interview about how many different things happen over the course of the year. Most importantly, the hockey season took place from an overall standpoint. Our numbers in actual registration numbers came back which was really positive. We want to continue to grow them. Our numbers in officiating, which had gone down over the course of COVID, had gone back up again. Our numbers in coaching had gone back up. So those are, those are really key important things for us as we look ahead. Obviously, we reflect on those, but that's something that starts in the, in the fall. As we look through the whole season, once again, we are a change management organization and changes that we make over the course of the year to you know, our different various models in both male and female. Some of the things we've done in there have been big adjustments for us and and just so much work that goes on behind the scenes. And our vision is hockey for life. And that's really what we have with our staff and our volunteers and all the volunteers across the province that are putting these really important decisions to work over the course of the year. As we go into the spring, we were happy to once again hope, host our spring showcase and, and really host you know players, parents, coaches, officials, team officials from all around the province. Well, we're sitting here in central Alberta and got a great facility, as everybody knows, and the backdrop is perfect today. We're really able to touch every corner of the province and make sure that people can see just a great opportunity to come to central Alberta and be part of our programs. And as we finish through the year, financially, overall, a strong year for us. A shout out to our Hockey Alberta Foundation, who had a, another very strong year. And why that's important to us in hockey is the dollars that they're raising are going back into the game which we think are really important. So those are a few things that I can think of off the, off the top of my head, Karen. Once again, we're, we're sitting here ready for another exciting start to the next season. We are getting ready for an exciting start to the next season. I know last year it was awesome to be back in arenas and everywhere you went, you had a conversation with someone. And it's funny that Hockey for Life is our vision because it didn't matter whether you were in Lacrete for Provincials or if you were in... Fort McLeod for provincials across the province, you always run into someone who said, well, I either started playing hockey when I was a kid 
and wanted to give back to the game. You ran into the hockey mom who just wanted to give back and get involved and make a better experience for their child. I think that the environment that we built and fostered last year was really exciting and it set us up for some positive changes going ahead. Whether it was our female hockey day, whether it was the spring showcase, you know, we had Canada Winter Games back and we also got to have the National Aboriginal Hockey Championship. So we had Team Alberta out in Winnipeg. We were at the Arctics in Fort McMurray. It was all really exciting to have that tempo back. We've always used to guide us at Hockey Alberta as our mission to create positive opportunities and experiences for all players through innovative leadership and exceptional service. Looking ahead into the new season, that's kind of still at the forefront of our why. Absolutely, and I'll go back and he used the word tempo, and I think that was a great way to describe last year. Well done, I'm gonna steal that word from you. When it comes to our mission, it's our why. It's why we're here, and people will put it in short form. You'll hear many volunteers, many staff, many coaches, we're here for the kids and we really are. And that's an abbreviated version of the mission that you read out, but really we're here to create those positive experiences. We're here to create fun. We're really fortunate. And I think that's why we have so many people that draw back into the game, whether they're coaching or whether they're officiating or being part of a minor hockey board, or even when you look at senior hockey and junior hockey and what people give back, we're so fortunate to have such a passionate why. Our why is, is undeniable. We all know why we're here. We love the game. We're here for the participants. We're here for the players. And I think that's really something that gives us a chance to really align our whole organization with that. Certainly recognize that passion goes the right direction. And sometimes it creates other challenges for us, but that's what makes our game exciting every single day. I know we'll touch on culture a little bit more later, but really when we look at some of the positive aspects of what we have in hockey for our culture, just the attitude and the, the premise to give back is almost second nature, if it's not absolutely second nature. I think we're really fortunate and I know we're going to spend a lot of time over the course of this year and we spent time last year, we'll talk about it today, about where we need to improve and we certainly do. But one thing we're very, very fortunate to have is just the overall part of hockey culture. It's probably part of all sport culture, but we'll focus on hockey for today, which really is giving back. And because without it, we don't have the opportunity to put the players on the ice that we do. And we're, and we're really fortunate as well to, to create a system for players where, you know, we certainly, we've talked a little bit about it, where it'd be our elite players, Canada Winter Games, Arctic Games, things like that. But we truly provide opportunities for, for players at every level and in every corner of the province. Can we improve? Absolutely. But we don't have a line that stops at some point that says hockey is, is for this level of play. It's, it really is for everybody. And we know, we know we have a lot of work to do, but we're very fortunate already that that base of that culture that says, we're trying not to leave any player behind that wants to play a sport in any community in Alberta. It's so important to reinforce that we don't want to leave anyone behind and we want to have a space where everyone can come and enjoy and have that positive experience. I know we actually just talked at the office here with Cassie Campbell, who's head of our growth and grow the game department here. And we just talked to her about the opportunities to play pond hockey and recreation hockey and para hockey. And there's so many different ways to enjoy the game than just the traditional getting on the ice with the sticks and, and what we see every day on TV, right? We have this culture of people want to give back and we want to give that positive experience. Our board and the strategic leadership team at Hockey Alberta have done a great job trying to foster that and trying to strive forward, I'm going to say, and recognize that 
there's still a lot of room to grow in our organization, but we have a goal and we have a vision of where we want to be at. And that strategic direction is what we dubbed a few years ago as HA 2025. As we approach a year out on that, I can't believe how quick that approached here, but can you refresh our listeners on what HA 2025 is? What it started, and I'll, I'll back up even a little further, we're, we're very fortunate in Alberta to, to have the type of leadership we do with our board of directors. I know people have heard us talk about governance model, and I know often governance gets boring to talk about, but without really sound governance, you can't really move the organization forward as best you can. And we're very fortunate, certainly in my role, I'm very fortunate as the staff, we're very fortunate to have the leadership that we do at the board, and I'd say the entire membership does. A number of years ago, they introduced a direction to their CEO, which was obviously myself, and our management team, which was what we called strategic direction statements. And um, that they, they indicated to us where they'd like the organization to be by 2025. Certainly very aspirational, but certainly the next level under our mission and our vision. It was up to us to really build a plan starting a few years ago with respect to how we would get there. We all know in planning that prioritization is really, really important. When any planning session you have, let's just say 25 different things you want to do, we tried to isolate it down to five. And I think for those who've heard me speak before at our AGMs with our members, maybe even on this podcast, we had what we called five OKRs before. And I think what we learned in our first two years, like any good plan, and if we've learned anything through COVID, we understand the environment can change pretty quickly. But what we learned is we learned some things around our plan. We built what we'd look at as a three to four year plan at the time. I would say we pushed some things down the road, so to speak, saying we'll take care of this in year one, this in year two, like a normal plan. And I think what we recognize is that, that we need to be a little bit tighter. Things are changing more quickly on us than ever. So we've, we've taken that plan kind of two years in. We still have the same direction, the same vision for what Hockey Alberta can look like in 2025. But we really amended our OKRs a little bit to be, we believe, a little bit more, a little more direct, a little bit more strong, and really put measurements in place that allow us to try and achieve that. In our world, probably behind the scenes, big work. But we believe it's an opportunity to, when you think of our mission, once again, it ties our whole organization together and working towards one goal. So that, that's some changes we've made over the course of this year that we can talk about a little bit more. Maybe if we just want to get specific on what we have to look forward to going into 23, 24, because I know there's a few new ones coming up that are really exciting to see the direction of the hockey culture. Some of our board members have continued to, to push on me in terms of having that elevator speech. I joke that the, the building's still a little too tall. so trying to tighten up the elevator speech, but really we've got four primary objectives or OKRs as we call them. We want to increase the number of players. We've never really said that that directly before. We have a number of key results and, and objectives under there. We want to improve participant satisfaction. We've already started measuring the entire membership in terms of what their experience has been in things like coaching, their minor hockey association, the officiating. We want to make sure we do have a baseline. We want to work on improving that every year. We want to continue to look at things like our board strategic direction was to diversify our revenue. I know as, as being a parent in the game, actually first year in 15 years, I'm not going to be a parent in the game this year. Bit of a tear there probably. But at the end of the day, we know that, that a lot of the dollars that go into our game in one way, shape or form come from the, the end user, which is our, which is our parents. Uh, we believe that there's opportunity to partner with other partners that really believe in the same direction we have. Uh, to assist us uh, in, in putting some more dollars into the system, which inevitably should continue to either maintain or reduce the cost for participants. And a lot of that's indirectly, but certainly we believe that there's, there's additional revenue we can do for in that particular one. 
And and the fourth one, which I, I think we'll we'll dive into a bit more, is we've titled it nurturing a positive hockey culture, nurturing a good hockey culture. As we said before, we're very proud of the things that hockey and team sport bring, but we certainly acknowledge that we have some work to do. So that was a significant change for anyone who understands our planning model. If we put it at top, one of the four, that's certainly one of our focal points and it absolutely belongs in our top four. So a pretty significant change. I would say the other three in one way, shape or form are, are revised or adapted from our previous plan that we had set out, but we believe refined is the right word. Nurturing a positive hockey culture is certainly one that for us is brand new. We've started working on it behind the scenes with our EDI committee, with some of the work we've done in maltreatment, but we're learning an awful lot from data. We're learning an awful lot from having conversations. And we know there's a lot of work to do in that one as well. There's been a stigma around hockey culture. Hockey Alberta is working actively to change that stigma. And what we want to do is provide a safe and inclusive environment for everyone. We formed the Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Committee. And with the help of the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation, launched a maltreatment campaign last season to really bring this to the forefront that, hey, we've heard that this is happening in our game. We know this is happening in our game, but we want to make these changes and this does not belong in our game. So why has this become such a topic of what Hockey Alberta wants to change? And how did this arise so that it was going to be the new OKR? I think it's a number of things. One, obviously, there's the direction nationally and what, where the national organization going with making significant positive changes in terms of the sports safety and, and EDI. I think it, it come, we're obviously influenced by the national body. I'd say our board, while, you know, I've spoke to governance before, we often are very clear on they provide the strategic direction. And then at that point, it's up to operations to carry that forward. So it's a discussion that started very naturally at the board level saying, this is how, how do we do more? What do we do? This is one of the ways that they felt the strategic direction included this direction to the CEO. It gave us the flexibility to say, we can make some changes there. Just really paying attention to environment. We've done more work than ever on what's happened with maltreatment going through two years and, and really seeing what some trends are and some situations that you know, we don't want in the game, but now we're in a situation where we can track them and actually look at how to improve that. We know that a lot of education is going to be needed as we move forward as well. There's just more pieces available to us. I think we all are responsible to pay attention to your environment and we all love this game. I think that are in the game to the point of probably being a little biased about it. However, at the same time, you can't ignore some of the pieces in the environment that say we can be better and we know we can. Although it's a difficult topic for many people, it is one that is absolutely aligned from the national body to what Hockey Alberta wants to do. Hockey Alberta's board, Hockey Alberta's staff, and certainly our leadership. Ultimately, what the environment is telling us is that uh, this is an area of the game. We want to truly nurture that positive hockey culture, but not ignore the fact that we have some room to grow here and we have to do that. Any of us who work at Hockey Alberta can say that over the last year, probably the most common question we've received is, how has what's happened with Hockey Canada affected you? or impacted your organization, or even what is Hockey Alberta? How does that correlate to Hockey Canada and what's the fallout there? I think what we've seen is that we've taken the opportunity to learn and to grow and to recognize that we do still have shortfalls in this game and we need to do more to limit those. And this is the best way that we can do it is to educate ourselves and to learn how to eliminate the maltreatment, the racism we see every day. One of those things, as you mentioned, is a way to track that. For anyone who doesn't know now, if you witness or, or hear of any maltreatment in an arena, 
you can actually go on to the Hockey Alberta website and report it. There is a way that we can do better and we're actively working on trying to do better. Absolutely. As you dig into unfolding our plan, people would notice that we have made an objective to reduce discrimination in our game. And when we say that, we now have a measure to track it. We certainly are aware that from year one, which was two seasons ago to last year, the numbers of reports went up. To say in the third year that we wanted to go down, some could say that's awfully aggressive, and maybe it is, but I think we know we have that. We can put the tools in place to do that. I think we're talking about a, a macro level change that certainly we can measure on an annual basis, but really we're measuring it over arguably over a decade or, or whatnot. We are gonna track it every year, every month. However, there's different things to look at there. I, I think that, you know, we've been fortunate two years ago we started our EDI, what we called task force to start with some very committed individuals who we put together good terms of reference, but did we really know what direction we we're going? It, it could have went a number of different directions. So happy to report last year and again that we turned that into a full-time committee for us. So with again, the same, in most cases, the same committed people. I've recognized through that experience, the conversations have been very open and honest and frank and a lot of things, frankly, that I've heard that I've not experienced, but I had the chance to listen and empathize with some of them. Some of those same stories were shared at our summit by the committee. And I think we all can grow and learn from that and, and make the game a real positive, even a more positive place to be. We've talked a lot about awareness and, and education and where to go with that. And I, I think through the leadership of Hockey Canada, we are kind of going on the fly as we speak. It's not something that we started planning five years ago. So we know that education is important. We have some things in place we want to put in place with our objectives to get better. But we also know that the national body is coming up with a, a new education platform, which will really dive in for the first time, really education for our young players, which, you know, we've we've always been there for coaching with our with our coaches and with even with parents and officiating. But this will be the really the first way into an important area with player education. So I think that's coming. It's not coming fast enough and, and we recognize that. But one of the ways that we're going to try and deal with the fact that it, it the, there's a bunch of different balls in the air and they're moving at different speeds is that over the course of this year, one specific objective I'm excited about is we're going to launch another, basically an EDI grant for our members who some of our members are going to be ready for more sooner. And that grant is going to be there to say that while in some cases a national focus is right, in other cases a provincial focus is right, but those aren't currently ready in some of these areas. But we think our EDI grant, just really looking at the success of our overall every kid, every community grants before, in some cases there'll be local opportunities to do some things that we probably can't do provincially yet. So it's a way that to, to really acknowledge that we know that there's a, a gap there. We know we're not done, but there's a way of us trying to look at things and saying, how can we try and close that gap for 23-24 and then kind of readjust for 24-25 and beyond? I think an important piece there is that we know the game is ready for change and the environment is ready for change. You can look at some of our minor hockey associations, for example, already have EDI directors in place and they're trying to do more in their communities. I think the EDI grant initiative is going to be an awesome opportunity for them and us because at the end of the day, the case may be that we're learning from what works at our localized level and we're learning from what works at our provincial level and we're learning to what works at the national level and we can take key pieces and build that to something really great and an opportunity for us to change this stigma of hockey culture. For sure and I think one of the things that maybe we've had we've again been fortunate to have the the committee serve as a task force I've been really proud and honored to be part of that group in terms of being on the committee and listening. Darcy Smith and our staff has also been there 
However, we probably haven't been resourced properly in terms of really finding our way. So as we hit into 23-24, I think we're going to add resource, not only for, for us, like again, in looking in more detailed fashion of our objectives underneath Nurture Positive Hockey Culture, there's a number of things that we want to get accomplished this year. We believe we need to add or, or revise our resources to be able to do that. That's important to us. And it's certainly not just about in the game, it's about organizational policy. And, and again, things that I think we've got a great head start on, but we know we can grow on. But they may be as important. And while this isn't written up in black and white right now, we believe these added resources, not just the committee, but whatever we put in place around likely some form of staff resource, will be there to help our membership. And I think that's important because we know that from the time that we ran the summit last summer. I think our committee did a very frank presentation where they think the game is and where we need to change. We've had associations from that point forward asking us, asking some of our committee members, asking us, what can you do for me in Community X or Community Y? We've tried our best, but we probably haven't been able to provide the resource that we want to. And a big part of this move forward, even though it's a bit of an unknown, even if it's just for conversations for those that are ready, even if it's for conversations for those that aren't quite sure they're ready, but they want to have that exploratory conversation about what we can do in our community. We think we're going to be better equipped to have the resource bill to do that. Whereas to this point, we probably haven't been with such a massive membership. So I'm really excited about where that goes. Even frankly, if there's not, every T is not crossed and every I is not dotted, but it's going to be the opportunity for us to do a much better job with our members as well, we believe, for those that want to. I think that's an important note that as we head into this 23-24 season, there are going to be changes happen in the organization, outside in the game, and looking ahead. But we're positive and we're excited about these changes and think that it's going to get us to a better spot in the game than where we're at currently. So with that being said, when we talk about the OKRs in general and we have the nourish, the positive culture, and we want to grow the game to more players and, and get more coaches through education, get more officials in the game, how do you foresee that we can measure all of these changes? That was one of the key pieces for us that we learned in the first two years. The methodology of using OKRs is all about being measurable. I can say now with two years experience, we thought we did a good job, but it probably wasn't as refined as we could be. Our board was pleased to see this too, as they continue to try and just continue to impress upon our operations led by myself that we can be better at everything we're trying to do to reach our objectives. We've created measurements in each one of them. We've tried to stay away from words that may be a little bit more generic. We're saying we're going to increase players in the game and that you can't be much more blunt than that. And then we've got a number of different objectives to say how, whether we're going to start with introducing more kids to the game or really looking at programming where we partner deliberately with at least 40 different communities to try and get more players in the game. And we've actually set a target for ourselves, not so much for this year because this year started, but actually for the work we do over the course of this year, to what we see next year in registration. So every piece of our, our key results has got a measurement to it. We're learning. I think all really good businesses are getting better and better at that. We're trying to do the same thing. And when we look back, I believe we're in a position where we have the ability to, I believe, accomplish them all. But in cases where we can't, certainly understand why and regroup and go from there. You know, one other key thing we did, which I alluded to a little earlier, was just we tried to really define it as yearly objectives just to try and really stay focused on what those are. If if certain objectives need, a specific objectives I'm talking about now need more than one year, we've added that. But rather than looking at a three or four year cycle, we've said at the end of the day, we know where we want to get to by 2025. Let's see what we can do this year. And we've tried to address that. So that's something that, you know, from a board's perspective, my job as well to really hold our collective team accountable for where we want to go. One of the things measurement changes is it 
it really aligns everybody with the mission because sometimes, whether it be our chairs here at the Hockey Alberta office or some of the volunteers or even volunteers in different part of the province, sometimes it's easy to look at it and say, how can I really make an impact on that one particular objective? And at this point, I think we're all here for the same mission, for the same why, and these objectives line up with that. So it gives us a chance to measure ourselves and how we're doing against them. Always comes back to that mission to provide a positive experience for our players, ultimately. With that, Rob, anyone who's looking to find out more about these OKRs and HA 2025 and where we're going this season, they will be available on the website, hockeyalberta.ca. Obviously, more than welcome hear some feedback. I think we're going in a positive direction and I'm excited to see where it falls out this season. Me too. We've tried to do a good job in the past and continuing to share. And you mentioned it. Not everything we have prioritized may be agreed by everybody, right? And we understand that. But even the ability to share it and with opportunities like this, opportunities on our website, when we speak to our members, it starts dialogue. Why do you think this is a priority? What this seems to be missing? And I think some of those conversations, they're all feedback. It's not just one period of time for feedback. It's people reacting and saying, I understand this and this, but I really don't know why we'd want to do that. And that's actually helped us move from what we used to have, which was five OKRs to four and, and really refining that. And I think that that's the type of feedback we want to continue to get and we request and we want. We've shown that the environment never stays the same. So we've put ourselves in a position when we receive that feedback, we have the opportunity to prioritize once again over and over. And I think that's something that I'm looking forward to again this year, because I think you should get better every year, whatever you're doing, we're continuing to get better at planning and what we want to accomplish over the course of this year on our journey to ultimately to our vision, but ultimately and our mission, but ultimately to Hockey Alberta 2025. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else you'd like to add about what's coming up in the 23-24 season? I believe that we've, we're going to have a number of pieces of information on our website. I think we're going to be reaching out to our membership. I think we're going to find out different ways to reach out to the participant base, to parents. We think that that education is really important as we move ahead. So the part I'll poke at myself as I'm the wrong person to speak to some of those things, but I think we've done a good job through yourself and our communications team and our membership team to make sure we organize those things. And I think that what I believe we can expect, and you'd be far better to speak to this than me, but through the course of early September is that we're going to find an organized way to make sure those questions that you might not have thought of yet, we're going to have answers for. We might not just have them in the staple way that we often do things, whether it's a link on a website or a Word or PDF. I think we've looked at using video a little bit more. Shout out to Steve, because I think uh, he's done all that for us. So thanks there, Steve. But I, I think we're finding unique and innovative ways to do that. I'll be paying attention to our various messages over there as well. Through yourself and, and through Brad, we're, we're always trying to be focused on who our message is for. And uh, our messages are very often for our members, which they should be. They, they are ultimately there to work and, and serve our overall membership. But we know that some of our messages are ultimately to the end user as well. And we're trying to be better at that because we know there's a lot of information out there. We want to make sure that when you go to hockeyalberta.ca, whether you're a member, which we know that there's going to be more specific information for members and how to really, but there's information that some of our participants and their parents want to know. And, and we believe we're going to be a, a great place, and we always have been, to continue to just know a little bit more about the game. And, and if you're making decisions with the game or whether you're in Hockey Alberta or other decisions, uh, at the end of the day, you can look out for more information from us. I look forward to us posting that, and I know there's a lot of work ahead. 
Yes, there is quite a bit of work ahead, but I think you hit the nail on the head throughout this whole conversation. We're in a changing landscape and recognizing that we know that there's communication that needs to reach other users, whether it's the players, the parents, the coaches, our members, the minor hockey associations. So yes, we are going to be sharing a lot of information in a few different avenues this preseason, I'll call it. But we're really excited about it. And we think that it's a positive step to help everyone get excited about the 23-24 season. Thank you so much for joining us, Rob. And I really appreciate you taking the time to share with our listeners about what's coming up in the next season. It was really fun to be here again with our studio we set up here. So well done. Always a pleasure and look forward to the season. Thanks and great job. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Center Ice, the Hockey Alberta podcast. For this episode and more, head to HockeyAlberta.ca. If there's a topic you'd like covered on an upcoming episode, please send an email to info at HockeyAlberta.ca.